I've never had a boner in public, I think, before this moment. <laughs> like, that's the level of how much I notice what's happening here. This is a physiological, uh, emotional, full body experience here. Full, like, the, I, w- I was baptized in the spirit again. You know? <laughs> Fire of God. Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 155. Bam. Right here. It's not a psychology episode, which was going to be our new pattern. It is a drum roll. (laughs) Okay. Lost the mic. (laughs) We are titling this Bad Uh, Theology Kills. Bad Theology Kills with Kevin Garcia. Kevin Garcia. It could just just be be, titled Kevin Garcia. It could just be a conversation with Kevin Garcia. Yeah. Curiosity we'll with well, Kevin. You Garcia. already know if you clicked on it what we ended what up calling decided. it. What we decided. Essentially, we sat down and hung out with Kevin and had a conversation from Kevin's Instagram. Digital pastor, mystic theologian, spiritual reformation coach, and a woo woo vibey ass bitch. Yes, that is Kevin. <laughs> Author of Bad Theology Kills. Um, Kevin's been on the podcast before to talk about being an Enneagram Eight. Yeah, uh, but if you, well. I, I guess I shouldn't assume that if you're listening to No Small Thing, you automatically know who Kevin is, but no, probably do. Kevin is a friend of ours, and we've worked with Kevin, and Kevin also is in a field in a in a way that's similar and like spiraling with ours, and that mm-hmm. we're out here in a lot of ways working within and outside of the walls of Christianity and faith and spirituality and queerness, and mm-hmm. especially in our work with Beloved Arise. So Kevin has become a friend through that. And also it's just someone kind of out here in the journey of like, honestly, less certain, more curious energy of like living into their true self, finding tools and means of spirituality that helps you to be more curious and in wonder. Yeah. And I think, for, <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, uh, okay. So side note, everybody, um, Kevin's going to be in town this summer and we are going to MC slash host slash intro for Kevin that night. Are we entering? I think we're answering a question. Oh, is that it? Are we, yeah. What, what's our role? I think we're we're just like warm up like guests, planted in the, the audience. Questions. No, okay. I think I don't know what our role is, but we'll be with we'll be a part of the night. I thought we were like hosting or something. There's like an that. email. We're answering yeah. a question. Okay, we're answering <laughs> a, this this summer. We will be answering a question from the audience with Kevin. There's going to be a whole night where we do like there's Kevin's essentially going on tour and leading like spiritual gatherings, and mm-hmm. I think that they're going to do guided meditation and a bit of some kind of talk. We're trying. I think they're trying to get music, mm-hmm. but our role and Matthias's role will be kind of in the beginning, having some question about what it is to be wonderfully made. Mm, Cool. I would call it like the opening. Yeah. No, we're like the, yeah, the opening band. Yeah. 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 Um, so this summer we will be answering a question about wonder at an event. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most awkward way of saying it. Um, at, uh, in Seattle on July 23rd. Yeah. And we want you to be there. And so this is, if anybody knows us and follows us, uh, this will be at the same location we did our live show at, um, who knows how long ago, 
before everything shut down in January it's a great of 2019. Location. Yeah. So this is, I think it'll just be a really cool community night. And I imagine there'll be a lot of potentially no small thing people yeah. there. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be a big family reunion. And it's the kind of conversation. I mean, that's right in line with Lester more curious what it's a night wondering about what is, is to be in wonder mm-hmm. um, and to imagine spiritual formation and community kind of outside of churches yeah. in a lot of ways. So so come, please come because it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And, and if you go to the Kevin Garcia.com, you can get tickets. And if you're listening and plan on coming, get them soon. Cause I do think it will sell out. There's limited tickets yeah. and we want you there. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So do it now. Why not? It's, it's not like an expensive ticket. I don't think so. Um, this is a no small thing esque style conversation. Everybody, what you're about to get into is a nice, cozy, chill, relax. Mm-hmm long form conversation with our buddy, Kevin. Yeah, I don't, um, we uh, invited Kevin to kind of share their story in many ways because they're out there and they're a spiritual digital pastor and people follow their work, but we wanted to offer them kind of, and hopefully this is this, like a chance to be like, here's who I am and how I got to be in this position mm-hmm. and how I got to this place and what I'm up to. And I, I think that entering into their story and hearing their journey kind of invites as, as we like to do with entering into journeys, like it invites you into your own in a lot of ways. Absolutely. But total cozy vibes on zoom, just hanging. So we hope you enjoy this conversation, everybody. I think it's going to be one of, I guess the second of many conversations with Kevin. So this will sort of set the tone of like, we've established Kevin's story and we know Kevin, but like, we'd love to have Kevin on for get ready for a course in miracles with Kevin, a course in miracles episode. Yeah. Many different (laughs) types of, long form curious conversations with Kevin moving forward. But uh, for now, we just hope you enjoy this conversation with Kevin and we will see you next week for an episode on transference. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I hope so. Okay, everybody enjoy this episode. Bye. Bye. She is not something to simply take to use up and throw away claim or own to appease you. Not a dog, not a toy on a string Not a pretty little thing Just to lie down and please you Rock and roll. All right, everybody. We are here with Kevin in the house. So excited. Now, we're here. <laughs> in the house via Zoom. We're queer. And we're drinking a beer. Just kidding. <laughs> drinking. I'm drinking a rum and coke. No, Ooh, nice. and coke. Nice. And I have a little bit of tequila. So, Prost, tequila. happy Thursday evening to you all. Happy June That's 3rd what this to is. us. Mm. Toast. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, for us, we've always often said the, the podcast is like a lifestyle, meaning that this doesn't really feel like work, and this truly, mm-hmm. tonight, really doesn't feel like work, because it's just so fun to be with you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really love podcasting for that very reason, mm-hmm. because... I mean, I, first of all, I can't believe that this pays my bills now. I know. It's amazing. Like, your, your goals in that sense. Like, Major goals. Holy, like, I don't get it. That doesn't, it does not make any sense to me <laughs> because I've, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just some, some chick on the internet, you know? 
I'm going to gal out here saying some things. We're about to get that on a podcast. We're about to get that awkward uh, Zoom notification because I'm going to record it on the Zoom just in case, you know, that's fine with me. This meeting is being recorded. We all know this sound. We all know that lady's voice. Let me tell you what I the other night I didn't realize that it did that. That's a new thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So now if I'm ever like doing a call with my clients and we're doing a recording uh, for a meditation, I I do it on QuickTime now so that. I don't, don't hear it. So like we're we're like because I'm I'm telling everyone, all right, take a deep breath, go ahead and drop in. This call is recording. Yeah, and it's like oh, I'm not I'm no longer zen. And it's I'm a like, vibe killer. And then I say, and if any crazy AI voice comes in your head, just <laughs> let it go. Just it's let it. Go. It's God I'm talking to you. Yeah, um, let it go. Yeah, if God's talking to you. Should definitely let it go. Yeah, but <laughs> if God's talking to you, you're probably crazy. You need to go get that checked out. <laughs> But you've taught just us. Kidding. You've taught just us kidding. it's your own internal dialogue, right? It's Absolutely. yourself talking to yourself. Yeah, it's the only problem is if you're the thing. If you think you're the only one who has it, mm. then you need. Yeah, it. Oh. then that's, there it is. Yeah, that's it right yeah. there. We've all got that inner voice. Hello. You can, it's not solely yours. Let that yeah. insight ruminate for the rest of this evening in the back of your mm-hmm. head. It will change you. <laughs> Listen, You'll see things one, different. <laughs> one idea. One idea can change your whole life, baby. Yes. yes. So. Where, where Kevin is, it's about nine thirty. Mm-hmm. It's a cute time. time. Yeah, it's the cute times. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's a cute time out here. It's oh, nine thirty. I like that. Yeah, I like not, the, the hour between like nine and ten thirty is like my favorite time to hang out with people because mm-hmm. it's just late enough to where like you can be a little dumb and a little mm-hmm. silly. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, well said. And then you can just go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, like last night I went and hung out at my friend's house just on their back porch and then 11 o'clock hit and I'm like, I'm going to bed. Bye. It's time. It's time. Oh, the, I'm, the, it's bedtime. I'm thir- I'm 31. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I love having, I have a lot of my friends are right now in our thirties and so like we all get it and cause our yeah. bodies are slowing down. We're not as spry as these young chickens at pride. Well, I'm 41, so it's even worse for me, but I actually have a different time clock like i i typically go to bed at about one but i think am yeah yeah how people ask me that and i'm like i really i just did watch a master class on sleep from that master class group and and, (laughs) they they can make a buck off of anything i know know. (laughs) um and no they they were just like emphasizing that everybody has their own natural internal sleep yeah clock you know so uh especially during pandemic stuff i was like settling mm. into my own natural sleep schedule yeah um but yeah you can say that again i finally got on my natural sleep schedule it is about 11 to seven thirty. yeah mm. that's good people get things done in the morning so i feel a little bit bad because somebody be like oh yeah we'll meet at seven tomorrow and i'm like no 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 no, 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 no. i don't meet no, at seven <laughs> <laughs> no you will be meeting alone yeah <laughs> i didn't think i would ever become a morning person if i'm honest i just uh you know, I started doing yoga and then I started, I don't know. I think my body always wanted to do this and I wanted to be the person who was a late night girl, but I never really was. Mm-hmm. I think I like mm-hmm. my, my seven wing really, really was wanted like to be that girl. The people that stay up late are fun. Yeah. They're yeah. intelligent. They're smart. And I'm like, I just don't got it. I feel better when I sleep. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I took a nap at five thirty today. Wow. I did too. Actually. The level of sleep that I yeah. enjoy. Um, yeah. and and 11 is fairly late. Some people go to bed like at nine. So it's medium late. I think 11, isn't it? People who go to bed I at nine. I think that's pretty I, average. Yeah. I mean, 
don't kids go to bed at like nine o'clock? Some like kids go to bed at like seven. PM. Little kids. Sometimes I have a fifteen and seventeen year old, and they go to bed at like midnight, and and that's 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 early for them. They're very upset about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll just I'm contribute because y'all are talking about your sleep cycles. I would consider myself a dolphin. Yeah, we've, we've read a what book. What does that mean? <laughs> no, exactly. They, we've we Scott read a book years ago yeah. on the four sleep cycles, and one of them is pretty much just like chaos. Like sometimes late night, sometimes early morning, sometimes sometimes all night sleep, sometimes up and down five to six times a night. Yeah, which I would feel like is I'm like I've. My natural sleep cycle is sometimes staying up till one and sometimes it's waking up early and it's just the way it is. You know what? I, um, I just hope that whatever you, I just hope you're taking care of yourself, Mace. I'm trying. That's okay. As long as you're taking care of yourself, that's all that really matters. Cause I don't care how other people do it. Like it's, it's most like when I say how, how do you do that? I'm just like, no one's requiring you to do that, Kevin. You know, yeah, no one's yeah. asking you to stay up till 1 a.m. Right, right. <laughs> That's an amazing thing about being an adult. Um, um, and also just like, I think, boundaries, too. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. But we, we could parlay into a zillion different conversations. It would be so that. easy. I know. We are here to hear your story of sorts, the Kevin, Kevin. The Kevin journey. How, oh, how, yeah. did, how did Kevin get to where Kevin is right now? <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Start where you want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I was actually talking to somebody about this earlier today that I think I'm going to record a video for my YouTube channel because um, I have a YouTube. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm saying it like that. Um, uh, about like doing like an updated like story where like yeah. I just share where I go. So this is like good practice for me. Here we are. Um, so as we're going along, like please uh, ask questions or like stop me clarifying things because sometimes I know I will talk and it might go over people's heads. So, um, so hi, my name is Kevin Miguel Garcia. I was born Kevin Michael Garcia, but I changed my middle name to Miguel because I'm Mexican and I wanted to reclaim my Mexican Mm. heritage a little more. Um, so yeah, my legal middle name is Michael, but I chose, uh, the middle name Miguel Mm. and you might think you can't, it's just the Mexican version of Michael or the <laughs> Spanish version of Michael, yeah. excuse me. Um, but I'm Mexican, so it's the Mexican version. Um, uh, born Clarksville, Tennessee, November 14th, 1989. I'm a Scorpio. Uh, born on a Tuesday under a full moon. Wow. And when I was, you know, Grew up in the Christian home. My dad was 29 years military. My mother was the worship leader. My mm. uncle was the pastor. And, you know, I, at nine years old, I actually had what I now know. My dog's barking at something outside. That's great. Thing. Makes it real. Um, she's, she's usually barking at nothing. There's like literally like just like squirrels and birds who like to taunt her. It's very Aww. funny. You may be getting another um, delivery. Oh my God. I hope so. <laughs> I wonder what it will be. That's my real question. <laughs> what did I order when I was drunk? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I only did that one time. One time I got drunk and bought a, bought a plane ticket somewhere. And I was like, I woke up the next day. I said, I guess I'm going to Detroit. I guess awesome. this, this trip is happening. <laughs> yeah. And it was really fun. I loved it. Um, anyway, sorry. Let my ADD take a backseat for a moment. Um, gave my life to Jesus at age nine. 
had a mystical experience at mm. Jesus camp. I knew, like, I know it now. It was a, a mystical experience at yeah. the time. I thought this was normal. I just thought this was, like, the thing that everybody got. Like, when you said, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of living God, and my personal Savior, and I invite Jesus to live in my heart forever. Amen. Um, I thought that everyone had this incredible upwelling of love. Mm. Mm-hmm, and just, mm-hmm. I just felt okay. Like, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I was an effeminate nine-year-old. I got picked on a lot. I was also kind of husky and... Um, that's how we call it. We're like when you're like when you're a little fat kid, they call you husky, husky. instead of he's husky. Yeah, but I was a little, I was I was kind of a fat kid. Some big bones. Um, yeah, I'm just like it's like I was kind of a fat kid, you know. Um, and then I got tall, but then I was like tall and like thick, but like mm-hmm. not like not like so fat where it's just like you're the fat kid, but not like but not skinny enough. Like I was just so not okay with my body mm-hmm. the whole time growing up. Anyways, I am a devout Christian. I love Jesus so much. And I'm all, I also am told very shortly after that, you know, mystical experience that I need to stop being dramatic. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, what do you mean? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like no one ever, I didn't understand. Like, what do you mean I was being dramatic? I'm just being myself. Yeah. And I just knew that whatever I was doing was just not acceptable. And if I didn't want to have... If I didn't want to get in trouble, I, I didn't want to do that. And I just didn't want to, like, cause any drama. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, you know, I kept that to myself. Um, and, but, like, I always had, like, this, like, a curiosity about spirit. And, like, I was very attracted to the, like, the the ideas of the gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were never talked about in my church. And so I was just like, what about this old speaking in tongues thing? Like, what's that about? Mm. I really, I really wanted to speak in tongues. Yes. And then, like... You know, I get to, you know, college and I accidentally fall into Pentecostalism and then I, you know, you know, I may or may not still be a tongue talker when it suits me. Um, <laughs> that. that may or may not have been developed. Well, and what kind of church was, was this that you were typically involved in growing up? Oh, Southern non-denominational evangelicalism. Okay. So, you know, you're... I hated the church. The the, the pastor mm. was boring, but my mom just fucking loved it. Mm. The youth pastor happened to be dope as hell. Nice. I don't know how I lucked out in the universe to have this youth pastor, but re- he really mm. held held it down for me. Shout out youth years. pastors. Youth pastors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Lobsher, I love you. <laughs> I love that. Um, He really just... And, like, we, we're still friends even mm. to this day. Mm. Um, And... Like he read my book and he was, he said, I, he oh, liked that's it. So I'm sweet. Like, and I'm like, you would have crucified me if I wrote this in high school, <laughs> but I would have crucified myself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was, wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Levels. Anyways, <laughs> the spiral uh, <laughs> dynamics. Uh, <laughs> before you, if you, uh, before you get into like uh, college years, you know, obviously you've mm-hmm. been to our youth group and we're obviously out here working with, high schoolers and oh i haven't even gotten yeah. to high school i was about to get there oh oh you're like, like then i got to college i was like oh we're going right to college let me, let me ask a few questions oh did i say college i didn't mean to okay. say that in, okay. my, in my brain i said high school okay <laughs> good clarity <laughs> yeah sorry my brain's wild um <laughs> dyslexia sometimes mixes up words too i think <laughs> college high um, school <laughs> so yeah high school um i was kind of a late bloomer i wasn't really attracted to any bodies until um high school hmm. Um, like I was a boy soprano 
much into my freshman yeah. year yeah. and a really good fucking voice <laughs> yes, I might add. Gosh. So when my voice started changing and I couldn't hit those notes, oh. I was devastated. Oh. Yeah. Mama, devastated. I couldn't be in the show choir. couldn't get the thing. So, obviously, I started listening to emo music, started dressing in a lot of black, <laughs> and, you know. That was the workaround. Yeah. That, that literally was it. I was like, all right, if I can't sing anymore, fuck it, I'm darkness. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I also, like, that. this was the era of, like, Christina, NSYNC. Um, I think Zac Efron was, mm-hmm. like, coming into, like, his own high school musical. Backstreet Boys. Oh, BSB, yeah. <laughs> Um. But yeah, I I loved pop music secretly because I was ashamed to like pop music because it was like that's gay. You right. can't like right. think that's gay. You can't oh, like gosh. Britney. That's gay. No, and, so you're being watched. Every everything your choice you're making is being determined in a way. Mm-hmm. Especially because yeah. we were southern. We were out in the like uh, where I grew up in Tennessee. I was out in the boonies, mm-hmm. and that was really hard. Fast forward, we're in uh, Virginia for high school. Um, realize I am attracted to uh, a boy for the first time in art foundations class. Wow. First day of high school. That's a big mood. Art foundations. I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm talking like hit me like a ton of bricks. Baby. What is like, this? Like I'm sitting there and I've never had a boner in public. I think before this moment, <laughs> like that's the level of, how much I noticed what's happening here. This is a physiological, uh, name, emotional, full body experience here. Full, like the, I, w- I was baptized in the spirit again, you know, <laughs> fire of God. Um, I'm so sorry for everyone who's triggered by the way that I talk. I'm really oh. sorry. Um, but uh, I realized I was attracted to him and it wasn't just that I noticed him. It was that like, I saw his jawline. I noticed how beautiful his eyes were, how perfect his teeth were, how tan his skin was and how, you know, like how his, you know, cute little butt was in them skinny jeans. And I'm like, wow, you have like no butt, but it's like so cute because <laughs> you're so skinny. Um, but then it's like, oh, no, I'm a boy. I oh, think no. I like I think I like Robbie. Oh, no. And um, cue gay panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I'm a Christian, you know, but I'm a cheerleader, but I'm a Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're not gay and you don't know what that movie is or not queer, you need to. <laughs> Go watch, but I'm a cheerleader immediately. Um, that's part Sounds of queer really pa- good it's, it's advice queer canon. getting from Kevin. It's queer canon. Yeah. yeah. Queer Youth of Faith Day, I'm going to watch a viewing party. That's for perfect. All the kids. That would be amazing. The- oh my God, that's actually not a bad idea. No, it's not a bad idea. Let's, do, let's get on the Discord and do it. Do you have a Discord? We, we do, do have a Discord. I always have to keep it off because there's too many notifications going. Oh my God. Yeah. It's would- a very active Discord. Oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Lo- Beloved arise, I love you. Anyways, yes. yes. Um, soy, <laughs> I freak out and I don't tell anybody. And then I tell my one friend. Mm. I say, I think, I think I'm bi. Oh. And she that's says, always oh the God. start. Yeah. I mean, for many times, yeah, yeah because it's just like you don't know. It's yeah. like, right. You know, right. of course I like girls, but like the of course I I like girls came from what I now know as heter. Uh, compulsory heterosexuality. Yeah. Um, where it's just like, well, of course you like girls because you're a boy. Boys like girls. Ever since you were literally an infant, people are saying this is about, mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, t- 
tell one friend and then tell another friend. Don't tell many friends because, like, I am the good Christian kid. And I'm also known right. around school as the good Christian kid. Right, which right. Is, even though I'm, like, the emo goth, I'm still the good Christian kid. Like, I was that I love guy. this, Kevin. <laughs> yes. You know that there was that one emo kid in the youth group. It was me. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, fun times, loved it, but still bonded with all the other guys in the youth group because we all lamented about how many times we masturbated per week at our guys' youth group. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. It, so Would it classic. be a high school youth group if there wasn't a group of boys lamenting that they're masturbating? <laughs> but also so. just like, yeah... I did it again. I'm like, okay, dear Jesus, please help us <laughs> no, not masturbate. Please. Oh gosh. Anyways. Um, see you next week. So yeah. see you next week guys. Let's, you want to play call of duty? Let's do I, this or, again. What, what did we play in 64? We played a uh, smash bros. Yeah. Smash yeah. Smash oh, bros. so much. Smash the first bros. One. Yeah. Bum, Love bum. It. Dun, 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 dun. I was always Kirby. <sighs> so good. Birds of a feather baby. Yeah. So, Find out I'm, you know, attracted to boys. Fast forward, my this is sophomore year. I'm standing in the kitchen. My dad is yelling at me about mm-hmm. something. I don't fucking remember what. Like, I recognize in hindsight that there was actually a lot of my teen years and childhood years that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually wondering why now. I'm like, oh my oh, God. What's been exiled? It's what has been exiled. And then, like, actually, it came out, like, in, like, a therapy session that, like, there's a really young part of me that started waking up. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. So, um, but he was yelling at me for some reason. I th- It was something a- along the lines of, like, me wanting to study theater in college mm. and, like, wanting to be a theater teacher because, you know, you know, that's what I, I can't imagine being an actor. That's crazy. No one becomes an actor. Uh, but you can be a theater teacher. They're always going to need teachers. They're always going to love acting. And I did love theater so much. I was the only mm. freshman in the, the the senior play because I was that fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in every fucking musical and all of the Shakespeare productions in my t- in my senior year. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And my dad said to me in that moment, uh, it doesn't matter that you're happy it matters that you are employable Mm -hmm. you can't be an actor and be employable Mm. and on the one hand zoomed out my father came from a very poor background he worked for everything he had from the ground up and so like it makes a lot of sense that he wouldn't want his progeny Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. experience the same kind of struggle he did and so for him to not struggle looked like to be employable. Right. And the only way he knew how to get through to me is if he, if he scared it into me. So when I zoom out from a thousand feet, I see how my father was trying to love me in that moment. But in the moment I am a, you know, 14 year old, you know, girl boy, you know, you know, still not sure about stuff. I didn't know that I was like a non-binary person at the time. But like I was definitely effeminate and wanted to try so many things out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just clicked with me in that moment. I just like shut down. Mm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't know what to do with that statement. Like this is the kind of shit like you you see in movies where you have yeah. the dad who's an asshole who doesn't want to support their kid. Right. Like I'm like and I literally said to myself, like, I cannot believe like this is what I'm experiencing. Well and like, it's I thought sorry, go ahead. Well I was gonna say it's also it's like this is just this is just the beginning. This is just a small piece of it. And then to be met with that and like, oh, I just want to do theater. And you're like, oh, there's so much more than just wanting to do theater here. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, I would like to be myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you tell and him so you want to be a digital pastor? I'd like to be a digital pastor. <laughs> and make money off no. podcasting. Absolutely. My dad was like, you can't make money being a podcaster. <laughs> but, now, here's the, this is something like I actually like, I cried on the phone to June Young about this one time when I was really processing stuff around my dad's death. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I wish you could fucking rub it in his goddamn face. And mm-hmm. I was like screaming in my backyard, like into FaceTime and crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know where this came from. Hmm. Like, um, but all that to say is lulls <laughs> at things like that. Right. Um, but there, there was a part of me that like, let me get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I go upstairs, my dad comes upstairs later and gives me the only apology he gave in his 59 years of life mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. I didn't mean to do that. It's just, you know, uh, and then he said, he just started questioning me. It's, it's almost just like mm. he understood that my emotional reaction was something much deeper and much more like it did not match the situation. So yeah. he like knew something was going on below the surface and he was going to get to the bottom of it. Mm. And so he's like, are you on drugs? And I'm like, no, mm. it's like, are you having a problem at school? Are people picking on you? The answer was yes, but I was not about to tell him that because you tell the guy at school that you're getting picked on your dad raises hell at school that just comes back around to you. Yeah. Like I was yeah. not about to try and like get it any worse than I already had. So I said, no. And then he said, I was like, it's a problem with sex. And I was like, uh, mm. kind of getting warmer. <laughs> and then he's like, are you gay? And I'm like, uh, kind of. Mm. And I literally said, kind of, I'm like, yeah. just kind of gay. Yeah. Cause I was bisexual. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, mm. And I don't look at him and I feel very ashamed. Mm. And I'm like, and I was literally in that moment, I'm like, this is where I get kicked out. Mm. I was very convinced that I was going to get kicked out that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he didn't, but he would, he did tell my mother and my mother went down to the Lifeway Christian bookstore and got the first book she mm. could find on homosexuality in the Bible. Mm. Um, found a number for Exodus Ministries, found a satellite office in Richmond and I was in reparative therapy the next week. Oof. And we signed a waiver that said that we acknowledged that this woman was not an actual therapist, but a mm. biblical counselor. Mm. And so... And, like, also, I went to, like, conferences. I went to so many different, like, ex-gay things, really trying to do Mm -hmm. things for years. Mm -hmm. And told my dad I was fine, told my mama I was healed. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my, I I started, like, very slowly, but surely that was, I was becoming the ex-gay testimony poster child in small circles. Yeah, yeah. And the more bold I got with it, like that was going to be my thing when I became a missionary later in life. That was mm. the thing. So. Oh, Kevin. High school. That was that. High school, I, everybody knew I was gay, but nobody talked about it. I right. dated a few girls who I, you know, one of whom I'm actually still friends with. It lives in Atlanta oh. and is now, um, actually, I still have a lot of friends who know her, know her so I'm not going to spill her tea all over the internet. Okay. But just say that she's a lot more happy than she was in uh, high school. In high school. Oh, okay. Lovely husband. Love the guy. Awesome. Such, such a, he's so hot. <laughs> I like all my friends with hot husbands. It really makes me upset that I don't have a hot husband yet. <laughs> One day. One day. Um, okay. High school, I overachieve. Everything mm-hmm. I give the speech at graduation, even though I'm not the valid Victorian, Go I'm off. not a book. 
I'm not a book smart person, but somehow I gave the graduation speech in eighth grade, in high school, and in college. Riddle me that. You must have had like, some sort of energy that people wanted. I mean, present. You have you know? a gift with your words. Yeah, we the know this of, to be true. Yeah, the gift of gab. <laughs> the gift, <laughs> the of, gift gab. of gab. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I um. When I was a junior in college, um, at Christopher Newport University, getting a degree in music education. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, I joined a fraternity, and one of my wow. fraternity brothers invited me to church. And when I went to church. I kind of started living a double life where I was like half out on campus and this other person, when I went to church, highly involved, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was on the worship team for forever. I know how to play keys. I know how to perform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they tell you what, when I joined that worship team, I came alive in a way that I hadn't in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the mystical. Yes. Because it was embodied and it Mm -hmm. was like, we moved and we danced and like, I tell you what, and like, let me tell you this. Um, I hope to God they asked me to be on the QCF worship team again to play keys again. Because when I play keys, I'm not going to fucking lie. I am a sight to behold. Because <laughs> even though that keyboard is stationary, there is nothing but movement coming from me. Mm-hmm. It is so fun. And I'm also very good at it. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh. And so I can't wait for live worship to open up again. Mm. Um, my church is actually starting to meet back again next month. Yay. <sighs> Anyways, let me not get sidetracked. Um, we can ask a question just to, to for the story's sake. Uh, at this yes. point in college, are you, are, is your story or your narrative like you've been healed, quote unquote, or are you like out and proud or like what, what's going on? I'm like half in, half out. Yeah. I had a boyfriend my freshman year when my parents got divorced. Okay. Mm. And then I felt really guilty about having a boyfriend. And when we mm. broke up, that was proof to me. Yeah. Gay relationships don't work. It's all about sex. <sighs> that they were right. Um, and that's the thing is like they really created some incredible self-fulfilling prophecies. Or it was like, or it was your first boyfriend and maybe they just don't work out. Just a normal life situation, yeah. but you think it's like... This is why. This is it. Yeah. yeah we, Absolutely. Like, we like, and that's the thing. It's just like, we don't realize that I have assigned meaning to everything. Come on, Course in Miracles. Mm. Lesson number two. <laughs> Anyways, let check me Check out The Liturgist uh, with Kevin Garcia. Um, yeah, check out, also join my coven. Yep. Another story. Um, <laughs> so, I meet a very attractive man who uh, I've become low-key obsessed with (laughs) because that's how it works is like you can't have a boyfriend but you can certainly have a really close guy friend with whom you are obsessed and is your brother in crass but like basically he's your surrogate boyfriend um and makes your face is like oh fuck yeah i know i know that i know this i know this narrative that energy actually very much do know this narrative drag me (laughs) um but he told me about this thing called the World Race, which was an 11-month, 11-month, hmm. 11-country mission trip. Wow. And, of course, I hear that, and I'm like, I'm going, I have to do that. Like, that's what God's calling me to do. Oh, yes. And uh, I raise the money. I cancel all of my deg- my. I was I was planning on going to get my master's in, master's of music and jazz studies and hmm. vocal performance. Hmm. And I canceled everything. Heart wants what the heart wants. 
girl, you ain't wrong. <laughs> it is so, it was like, it's just like, I look back on that version of me, I was like, wow, like what would have happened? And then like, I regret, you know, I try not to have no rugrats, no regrets, not a single letter. Um, but there's always a part of me that just wonders like, what if I had gone to music school? Yeah. Mm. What if I was like, you know, like a fucking Charlie Parker in this bitch and like now I'll never know. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Now all I've got is a fucking podcast. No, no. no I'm um, like, anyways. don't do it. Don't go down that path. Stay in the one just you're kidding. on. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> anyways, um, so I go on the mission field. I realize that it's not less hard to be gay when you're being a super Christian. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not less hard to, to, I couldn't resist temptation more. Like, I didn't become a better Christian right. by being a missionary. I did not become... <laughs> Uh, less uh, interested in men at all. Um, shocker, I know. Um, it's almost just like the harder you resist something, it's almost like that. Um, I don't know if they call them Chinese finger traps anymore. I think that's a racist oh, I, term, probably. Just a so, finger trap. Finger trap. Those paper, the paper finger yeah, traps. Yeah. Right? The like woven ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The mm-hmm. harder it's like the harder you try to pull away from something, like the more resistant it is. Right? Totally. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing. If you're trying to push something away, it's almost oh, just like sure. it's pushing back at you with the same amount of resistance. It's almost like that. There's that freaky movie with what is her name, and they go into the thing, and everything's becoming plants. Oh, what is that? <laughs> is oh, it, it's like is it a cartoon? Oh, no, no, no. It's it's a it's a sci-fi film. Uh, there is this anomaly that's continuously advancing and every time they send a team into this like thing, they don't come back. But then she goes in and she realizes, oh, plants and animals are being blended into the same thing in this new weird kind of... Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing, but that actually doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't know what you're talking about, but I am thinking of the first Harry Potter when they're in that one piece of the chamber... Or the yeah. source yes. of stone, and they have they're in there that thing that's like you have to relax. Them, you have to relax. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and then it lets yes. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello, Similar. that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> it will strangle you yeah. if mm-hmm. you if you try to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the trick the entire time was to let it go. Um, so I feel ashamed and hate myself. And um, quick little trigger warning, just for but a second around suicidal ideation. Um, I got really, really depressed and started thinking about how to end my life as a missionary. Mm -hmm. And this happens Mm -hmm. actually far too common among people who go on these like longish mission trips Mm -hmm. is that they think that God is going to handle or fix them. Or if I just Mm -hmm. go do this one Mm -hmm. thing for God and most of the time mental health issues are handled by it. You just need to pray about it. Yeah. You know, if I, and I told my squad coach, I was like, I'm thinking about killing myself. Mm. And he says, well, don't you think that just like, if you just wait and just like press, like if, if someone tells you that they're going to like step in front of a bus, which is what I said, Mm. I, I would immediately say, okay, I'm flying out to you. I'm going to be there in 24 hours. Can you hold on? Yeah. You know, are you safe for 24 hours or are you like, what are you, what is your plan to take care of yourself? I was the team leader. Mm. I didn't have anybody else and nobody knew what to do with that besides mm. say, pray about it. Yeah. That was not okay. That was, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so my RA skills from college kicked in and said, Kevin, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I finally started taking care of myself. And so I booked myself a flight to Abu Dhabi to see my brother for a week before mm-hmm. going home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I informed my team that I was leaving. And I said, this is not a discussion. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I was not the first person to leave. Gosh, and what was funny. What an act of mothering yourself right there. I'll just say, like, taking care of your fucking self, even in the midst of that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of my... At the time, like when I got back to the U.S., I immediately felt guilt and shame about abandoning mm. a band, quote unquote, abandoning my team and my my squad. But in hindsight, like that was truly my body and my higher self taking over and saying, "I will not fucking die in this goddamn jungle." Yeah. Oh, and she was just like, "We're we're getting the fuck out of here." And you know what? Take I went to yourself. Abu Dhabi. And granted, like, I had the shits for, like, a week after because I ate something and picked something up. And, of course. And, yeah, of course, in the last week as I'm leaving, God was cursing me, right, <laughs> for abandoning the mission. <laughs> Pulls out um, your psalms. God. Yeah. <laughs> How long, oh, Lord. No, let me not do that. Um, so I get home uh, thinking that I'm going to be holy again and everything is going to be better. It's not. Mm. And so what do I do? I start working for the missions organization oh, that Kevin, I left Kevin. a year later. Yeah. So I, I go there for about six months. I even date a woman while I'm there. Oh, it's like my last, it's truly away. like my the last hurrah. <laughs> look away. Yeah, it's my last ditch effort to <laughs> Don't really look at me like this. Yeah. Yeah. I really, it was just like, I really got to get the old college try. Yeah. You know? No, That's, seriously. You're like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, third time's the charm really. Um, and, uh, I really did, love the woman I was dating but what I recognized is that I didn't love her in the way that she deserved to be loved I was lying to her about not wanting to be in relationships with men or wanting to explore that and when when I realized that I was lying to her I'm just like that's a sin mm. I was like I am sinning against her like this is not okay I'm mm. not and so like when I realized that I couldn't keep lying anymore I Broke up with her. I didn't tell her at first why because I was embarrassed. Yeah. And then I told her and she was like, oh, my God, that makes sense. And I was like, what? What, do you, what the fuck do you mean it makes sense? <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> But, yeah, after I, I started my coming out process. Um, now, what was funny is broke up with her. And I'm like, okay, I'm still working for this missions organization. How am I going to how am I going to do this? I don't know what to do. I get on Tinder. Don't know why. Desperate. That's the next step. Sad. <laughs> next step is obviously to find myself my fucking Boaz. A little, a little pendulum swing. <laughs> yeah. So I get on Tinder. I match with this guy. His name is Brett Trapp. Brett Trapp later goes on to start a very, very, very well-known blog within gay Christian community mm. called Blue Babies Pink. Yep. Goes mm-hmm. up all over the place. So and good. it's just a truly a joy of a human yeah. to know. He's not quite okay with himself being gay and Christian, but invites me to a conference oh. in Atlanta. I don't even see him the first night, and he doesn't come back to any of the rest of them. But the, because I went to that conference, I met queer Christians for the first time. Wow. Mm-hmm. I recognized that I could be mm-hmm. exactly who I was. My life changes trajectory forever. That's all you need. And f- it's yes, that, one night. That yeah. encounter. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so that night, um, I changed my mind, and I never went back. And mm. so I went back to the missions organization. I came out. I lost my position. And then I moved out. And now, 
So that's the, the pre-coming out story. When mm. I came out, from the day that I came out, I started working in advocacy stuff. Like I started working for the Reformation Project, and I worked for them for about five years doing social media and um, conference planning and execution. Um, uh, I've been working with QCF in a voluntary capacity. Um, I, I started podcasting shortly after I came out, too. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, or maybe it was the summer after I came out. Yeah, it was the summer after I came out because I met Sarah Heath that summer. Um, and I just continued to... It's It's been very strange. Ever since I've, I've come out, I've really, really tried to just listen to, like, as stupid as it sounds, listen to what God wants me to do. Because usually if I do that, it's usually what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, cause what God wants and what I want are the same thing. God's will is my own. That's what the course would tell us. Um, and so once I recognized that God's will was my own, that like I can be happy and pursue the things that I actually want that bring me joy. I realized that I have the most joy when I'm helping other people let mm. go of the bullshit that I struggled with and like yeah. get into this level of consciousness where they can just experience joy just by thinking about it, just by bringing it up. And so, uh, I, I work, I, I did a whole bunch of jobs after I, I left, uh, adventures and missions. I worked for, um, uh, a tech company for a while. I was a barista. I worked for a queer nonprofit for a while. I, uh, was a restaurant manager, a yoga studio manager. And then I went to grad school and got my master's in practical theology from Columbia Theological Seminary. A good one. Um, I wrote my book. I started my coaching practice. And now I own a house and a dog. Well, I don't own the dog. She just lives with me. Yeah. Um, and I support her in her dreams to become an Instagram model. <laughs> Does she have an Instagram uh, page? No, I can't give my pet an Instagram. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I like I'm too vain for that. I already have too much of my <laughs> too own much competition. shit I have to take care of. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, in the, in the past 5 years, I think the thing I've gone from is being like um a fundamentalist in every single way except for being gay is cool. Mm-hmm. That's like the original place I landed. Mm-hmm. Um to being somebody who sees God and the Christ and spirituality in such an expansive way and such like I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie like I, you know, I struggle with depression and anxiety like every other, like, person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And I take my meds. But I will say I've never been more happy to be alive than I am these days. Um, and I think it's because I finally understood that the only thing I want in this life is to feel peace. Mm-hmm. And I already know how to make that. Um, everything else kind of just is um, uh, subservient to that goal for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm protecting my peace... Um, I know that I can serve and love people as best I can. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of the, that's the short version. Like life for me has become more about learning less about what I believe and more about what I practice. Hmm. Um, cause that's really what it comes down to. It's just like, it doesn't really matter what you believe. It matters. Like, how do you feel? Yeah. And is that thought you're having helping you? If it's not get rid of it, get a better one. Hmm. Cause a belief is just a thought you have over and over and over again anyways. So you know, something you said that came up, I think you gave this talk about sort of your, your inner self and God being synonymous. And I think that really resonated with our kids or at least stretched their imaginations. Mm -hmm. And when I said that at at BA, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but <laughs> but I think um, one 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 really nice thought about that is this idea of submission being tweaked a little bit. It's like you're submitting to yourself. You have some yeah. goals and desires and some hopes and some aspirations mm-hmm. and some personality traits and some and you're mm-hmm. saying I'm I'm putting myself under that. I'm gonna. Yes. I'm going to be true to myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be devoted. Yeah. yeah. Devoted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the word I love. Um, so cause like when we were younger, the word devotion had this very like yucky connotation. Mm-hmm. Like I got to go do my devotionals or my quiet time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it meant to be devoted was like, I read my Bible. I pray, I go to church. That's what devotion is. But devotion. Now I think of devotion the way that Bhakti yogis talk about mm-hmm. devotion, which is the feeling of sweetness that you get from the practice. Mm, mm-hmm. I like, love that. I don't. No, I yeah. love that. I love that. Yeah, it's the they say like the sweetness of the devotion to your guru, mm. um, and devotion to your guru only because your guru is the person who introduces, who puts you in God's presence, mm-hmm. and that for me is like Jesus. Like Jesus is my avenue to God's presence, whether that is like just the, ooh, come on, somebody, just the thought of Christ. <sighs> Gotta get the, me. the keyboards going. <laughs> and that's the miracle. Like, and this is what A Course in Miracles talks about, like with like a miracle just being a thought, a, a change in perception from fear mm. to love. Mm. Yeah. And when I think of like I just the idea of having someone who has walked ahead of me achieved this thing that I want and is showing me actively how to let it go by saying, Hey, it's okay. Like, yeah. that's a powerful thought. Yeah. It's a powerful belief, and it's one that has healed me over and over and over again. You know? Yeah. I don't remember what you were saying before. I definitely went in a different direction. I apologize. All all sorts of different directions. No, I mean, I just, we did an episode actually on, like, gurus one time, which was fun to just, like, talk about that. And guru actually. Oh, sweetness of devotion. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Sweetness of devotion. There it is. And this idea of it being going from dark to light. And it's like that movement. That's I mean, what's a guru like literally means is dark to light. Yes. And so it's like, we don't have to look at it as this like scary thing. And it's like, no, this is just for me, what's bringing me light. What's, mm-hmm. what's helping me come mm-hmm. out of the darkness into the light. And mm-hmm. I feel like I love the emphasis on like submit to yourself. And yes, what's I, I I've come to realize I'm a person who goes through spiritual like phases. Like I go through, mm-hmm you know, 40 days of doing a practice and it serves me. And then I need a different practice for 40 days. Mm. And I used to have a lot of shame around like, Oh, I can, I keep the same practice, you know, all the time. And I'm like, maybe I'm not that kind of person, Come, you know, yeah, it comes and goes with seasons because like, I mean like what works when we're younger doesn't work when we're middle age and doesn't work when we're older. There's a story that Sadhguru tells, like there's like a young child, a parent and a grandparent who all go on a trip together the young child, when they go on the trip, they get so excited because they had all this delicious food and had all this fun and all these things. Um, the the parent was very excited because they got to rest and relax and read mm. their book and all these other things. And also there was a, many attractive people to look at and all these things. And the, grand, the grandparent was like, I took the most amazing shit, you guys. <laughs> He's just like, and so it's just like at different phases of life, different things are important to you yeah. when you're young. And like, you know, when you're discovering like all of the sensory things that make your body come alive, that is what is important to you. Mm-hmm. When you're in the middle stages of life, it's the stillness that becomes important to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you're older, it's just, I want to make sure my body feels good. That becomes important to you. Mm-hmm. And I think it really kind of like, 
kind of goes with that. It's just like in different stages of life, we're going to have different needs, especially the more that we understand about ourselves, the more we know, the more we learn, the more we grow, uh, the more spiritual experiences we have through different avenues, practices, just exposure in general. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Yoga with Adrian, and she says, find what feels good. Everyone loves Yoga with Adrian. I fucking love, I am a Yoga with Adrian stan. She is an <laughs> ADHD goober. Like, <laughs> people who have ADHD see other people who have ADHD, and we're just like, I see you. My people, my people. <laughs> But she like it's just it's really accessible yoga, and I also love that she is just like if you can't do this, like don't. Yeah. And that for me, like really, that she taught, she got me into a practice of yoga until I could just do it on my own. Mm. And that for me is like that's the reason I do yoga is for the sweetness, you know, the mm. sweetness of mm. coming into my presence, mm. you know, the presence of the holy, which is the present moment. Yeah. I mean, whew. And that's why that's why I think like that's why I think spirituality has to go and like it has to be less about what we believe and more about what we practice. And that's Amen. what I am about Amen. this part of my life is teaching people how their how to find a practice. Yeah, I I I think I just love that in the sense too of like I don't know, I have I have a harsh inner critic and I imagine lots of people listening have harsh inner critics and religion was a vessel for like creating really good practices in my life that came with also like a high expectation and came with like this sense of like, you've got to do it and you've got to be devout. And I think this, this, this shift is so significant and it's like, no, it's not like you're doing it because of there's a ruling hand. It's like, because there's Mm. sweetness there. It's not like it's it's because there's joy. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like we don't put a high enough value on feeling good. Like the reason I meditate is because it makes me feel good. And if I feel good, I'm more likely to be a better person in the world. You know, I'm less likely to be an (laughs) asshole. Like I'm less if I, I, and I note it, I can see it in myself. If I do not spend my five minutes, just five minutes. (laughs) Oh, I know. Sometimes it's so little. (laughs) Like that's the thing. Like if I give myself five minutes, like it's enough for me to like, have my head right for the day. Mm-hmm. If that's all I can get, I give myself at least five minutes. But if I can get more, imagine what I can do. And I know, like, when I'm not, like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, like, I recognized that, like, I had been missing my meditation practice because I was just like, I got to go. I got to get these things done. And because of that, I didn't get anything done. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm not, maybe not, I don't want to say because of that, but just, like, I had a that's lot part of shit of come up and picture. I was unable to handle it. Yeah. 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 And then when I was checking in with myself, I was like, how's your practice, Kevin? Mm. Um, I haven't really been doing it. No, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just like, I, that's not to like shame myself. It's just like, okay, well, so what? So like, this is me. Like now I'm going into coaching self. Like, all right, well, do you want to do it now? Because maybe it'll help you feel better. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, hmm. maybe I will. And that's the thing. The ego will be like, What? Do you think that meditating is going to make you feel better? And you just talk to the ego and say, yeah, I think it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it oh, might you help. Think, you, you know, you, you think doing your yoga practice, you think doing your ritual practice, you think reading your tarot cards, you think, you know, reading your astrology is going to make you feel better. Yeah, maybe it will. And the ego's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I like- then the ego can go off and be whoever they want. Like, 
Don't take your ego so seriously. Don't take the inner critic so seriously. I like this uh, impersonation you're doing of your own inner ego. This character you've created. Oh, he's so he's so okay. He's funny. He's a funny guy. <laughs> he's just he's he's still youth group kid, Kevin. Yeah. He's yeah. still trying to like do everything by the rules. We had I had a class on we read The Artist Way. I don't know if you've read that book by Julia Cameron. Great book. Love I would the artist suggest way. everyone. And, read it in high school. Oh, that is a fun time to read it. Um and one of our classes. It's stuck, can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. It really sunk in at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to essentially like make caricatures of our inner critics and like make, you know, make these inner critics into like like that voice. It's like goofy characters where you're like, okay. And like our egos, it's like, you don't have to be so scary and looming. Like I can make you into like one of my, my professor was like, I, I picture it. I forget what animal it was, but he was like, but they have a really long tongue that they're always tripping over mm. and getting like wow. caught up in their tongue. Wow. <laughs> I'm picturing, I'm picturing a really old, dumb, Cra- like crusty looking chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> That's your ego? <laughs> oh my god. No, my ego is if my if my ego is an animal, my ego is definitely a donkey with wild like just like dumb looking eyes. <laughs> Not moving very fast. Like a de- like a depressed dumb looking Eeyore. That's what mine is. <laughs> Just like, I guess that impersonation goes hand in hand with the image now. Yeah. 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 You know, um, this is a line that, uh, there's a, there's a local musician that I like who actually sent you one of his songs someday. We want to interview Dave Bazan too, but he's sort of a person who grew up in evangelical Christianity and writes songs about transitioning out of that tradition. But he has a great line that says, um, if you can find good vibrations, they'll try to tell you that you're in danger. And that's the Christian story. It's like, oh, this feels good. People are like, oh, it's the flesh. Don't do that. And you're like, well, uh, well then what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something Candace Zubernot told me in a conversation we had one time, long time ago. God, I miss you. Candace, I miss you so much. <laughs> but she, she was talking about, like, like, what was the thing that brought me to Jesus in the first place? Was it not a feeling? Right. Right. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah. It seems it's like we want you to like give yourself to that thing, but then after that, you never can trust it again. Right? It's right. it's wild. I mean, it's I not mean, like logical. it's like a lot when of gaslighting. Hold it up, like mm-hmm. when yeah, you hold like we hold it, like you know when you're ten thousand feet away from it, it's like wow, that's that building's on fire. It's not just it's not just hot in there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, once you're once you're sort of getting some distance from it, you're like, what? What was happening? What is everybody doing? <laughs> the more, I'm, the more, the further away I am, the more I'm convinced it was a cult, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, if not cult, full cult, cult adjacent, oh, cult for adjacent, sure. perfect, cult like tactics. Yeah, yeah. And and then so. to a certain extent, probably more than anybody on this conversation, I participated in an upholder of the cult adjacent practices. Um, I mean, same girl. Yeah. No, I, was, I mean we all. Yeah, I want. I just want to say also, just like you're not the first person to say that around. Just like you know, like I, I was the person who did them. Just like we all did. Right, we right. all drank the Kool Aid. Even those yeah. of us who were the queers who were like extra oppressed. But like the thing about <laughs> it is, is that liberation is for every single one of us, mm. and you are free of the same bondage that I am free of. Mm. You're free of that bullshit. It didn't like, and that's the thing about forgiveness, right? 
It does not matter what I have done in my past for what Christ has done in me. I'm a new creation, bitch. Like my old me crucified. We, do, we we need a Kevin translation of the Bible paraphrase. Hey, <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm a I'm a new creation, bitch. <laughs> like, listen, do you realize, like, girl, in my in my daddy's house, there's so many rooms. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh yeah, then we need obviously the audio version of the translation where we hear Kevin reading. Oh it. my god, that actually just, would sell. Yeah, it would. And this. Hey, let's think of ways to cancel me. I think that's, <laughs> that's the way. I feel like that's, there's somebody out there like maybe Sean Floyd would cancel me. And then yeah. It would sell really well, and then I'll give you a guy. If this works out, I'll give if you. If this works out, profit. please reference back to this. Okay, so I'll just For say sure. like you went to Columbia. Obviously, you made your master. You had your master's or emphasis in practical theology, which I feel like comes out in these conversations. You know. Um, yeah, it's very it's it's too much for a lot of people. So I'm glad I get to like do it here. Well, we're both in our own way theology nerds to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you wrote "Bad Theology Kills," and oui. that's that's. Sort of, I don't think that was necessarily the doorway that launched you into your current work, but that's definitely a big part of what you do, and that's mm-hmm. a message that you're trying to get out. And I guess yeah. I'll just say, okay, let me let me just say this: starting the podcast going on our own personal journey, you were very much just by being yourself, very much intimately part of our journey, Mm. just in terms of starting to discover other folks out there. I mean, you obviously have a much different journey than me. I'm pointing to Mace, everybody. Um, Because to a certain extent, I discover Kevin, and that's a gateway drug for me, but you're already engaging all sorts of queer trans folks. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I need Kevin to usher me into this new conversation. But in the early days, we were always reposting Kevin stuff on the Instagram. Um, but I'm, I'm only saying this to say that, like, in terms of our journey, watching Kevin and seeing how... I'm talking for myself, I guess. There's us. Mm-hmm. But, like, Kevin bringing, being part of the context and you as well, uh, uh, bringing me along in terms of, like, seeing the urgency of being more engaged mm-hmm. in... It's, it's like there's anti-racism and there's also anti-homophobia, especially in the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, to think that like we're now talking with Kevin and Kevin's a normal part of our life to a certain extent. And then starting this youth group and then to also be in some ways co-hosting oftentimes with Kevin, it's a wild journey. Um, so I guess I'm just setting the stage for potentially the next part of this conversation, which is just like, before you go any further, I want to say, that that feels very humbling to hear, and I receive it. Thank you for saying that, because it does affirm me in a lot of ways. Uh, when I was not even in a, like, I was just starting out on stuff, I went to the second-to-last Why Christian conference that Nadia Bullsweber and Hold Evans hosted. Nadia knew who I was and came up to me and asked me to lead communion with her Mm. and I'm like (sighs) I'm here in my skinny jeans backwards hat blue hair at the time blue kool-aid hair (laughs) and you want me to preside over communion Mm -hmm. it's gonna be so surreal and I was like (sighs) huh 
it was just it was just really it's like all that to say is that um I don't know like I just like I, I know that I know the feeling that you're talking about where yeah. it's just like somebody kind of like you become part of somebody's life in some kind of like small way mm. um but like it feels real and intimate and delicious and I just want to say that it's I feel ones. the same way you're our Nadia Boltzweber no not only Nadia Boltzweber but like uh I mean that's in the last 10 years one of the very few actual sermons I've heard that I cried the entire time uh, Nadia Boltzweber here was here at SPU and I went with JJ and the whole time we were like, oh, oh my gosh. She is really, truly, in my opinion, one of the best preachers of our mm-hmm. generation. I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's very upset. Like she's truly masterful in her work. It's well, anyways, in terms of anyways, what, <laughs> sorry that interrupted what you were saying. No, no, no. Where are we going? In terms of what you just said too, it's like, you know, we have this youth group called rebel. And it's like, I think what you're experiencing, what we hope others to experience is, is how the universe meets you when you just start being yourself, you know? Hello. That's what we want people to experience. Vibrate the cosmos. The cosmos will clear the path. Yeah. What is that? uh, (sighs) Motherfucker. I had a quote and now it's gone. Dang. It'll come back. It's one of my isms. So, (laughs) so now I think we're in this stage of you out here doing the work of like, you know, obviously, you know, you had this, journey that I mean I know there will be youth group kids listening to this and it matches the story I hear almost every day of my life now it's the same story when what it means to grow up in conservative Christian spaces and feel isolated and gaslit and all that mm-hmm. and I'm not making light of that but um, now you're really out here trailblazing and in, in your own way um, mm-hmm. and 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 you wrote bad theology kill so I, I don't know like now now I'm wondering how that is how how do you describe your current, I guess, vocation, calling, lifestyle, work, whatever word you want to use for it? I know these are all loaded words. No, I like it. <laughs> um, I still think I am a pastor in whatever way that um, – because, like, <clears throat> to be a pastor, I think, in some ways, like, you know, some of the duties of a pastor are shepherding people. And I think in some ways, like, because – there is like a, in some ways, a queer diaspora mm-hmm, for many mm-hmm. people, especially in the South, especially mm-hmm. in the oh, rural yeah. South. Mm-hmm. Um, I find a lot of my constituency, a lot of the people who tune in are people from smaller communities who don't have a lot of queer spaces yeah. or places. And so there is a shepherding in that and just being able to, you know, I used like, I used to, we used to say like, social media is not real or whatnot, or that it doesn't actually like, like you're not, you can't really create real friendships online. And that's, that's proven to be completely wrong. Yeah. Um, both like in data that has been gathered, like that's what I did with the final part of my degree is Mm. research and data around digital ministry and Mm. how to do it. And like what people thought about, like how people received data or interpreted connection over digital platforms versus in person. It's the same. Hmm. The the idea of here has I been changed. The, the idea of here is now you and me are here together. Right. Thousands of miles apart. I hang out with my friends all the time. I see what they're doing on Instagram all the time. You know, I'm constantly checking in with multiple people in multiple spaces who are like, they are my friends and we communicate and we, ch- we trade ideas and we encourage each other and we, you know, buy each other dinner too. 
Oh, and that, and that, um, and re- looking at like that releases some shame too. Cause sometimes like, Oh, I'm spending too much time online. You're like, well, you're connecting with people. Right. I'm just like, yeah, it's like you could, yeah, you could. Cause like for me, I am somebody, it's, it really just comes down to what do you need? Like right. you don't need to shame yourself for spending right. time online, but just like, if you recognize that you still have a hunger or like a, for me, I have a need for personal touch. And so my bubble over the past year when COVID was at its height, I had a very strict bubble and we, God, they saved my life mm. during the past year in so many ways. Uh, I, cause I'm a person who needs time and physical touch and space mm-hmm. and they really, they really came through for me in that time. That makes my heart happy. Um, so it's one of those things. And then also recognizing that it's also digital space is a really powerful place to try out new ideas or new personas. Like, cause if it's not safe, for example, trans folk, if you don't have a safe place to be trans in public and you can be trans online mm-hmm. and tell somebody that you can like, uh, you know, they're using different pronouns when you log on to the chat. Like, and everyone's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. And also they're just like, at the same time they're, they don't make a big deal out of it because it's not a big deal. Right. But it's like a big deal, but it's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's both. It's both. <laughs> and and neither nor. <laughs> yeah. You know, paradoxical, but that's, um, I love digital spaces because of that. And I think for me, it's also given me a lot of like, Playtime myself. Like I get to try out all of these like fabulous outfits and dresses and stuff before I go yes, out like yes, yes. post pandemic life. And also the Shaka Khan Hacienda parties are coming back to this bar that I love. Oh, exciting. It's a, it's a dance party where they play mostly Shaka Khan, but also <laughs> it's all the DJs are playing just vinyl. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. <laughs> and people there love to dance. Yes. As much as I do. So I'm ready to sweat it out. I know sweating in the same room with other people. We've, we've lost sight of that. We truly have. And also like it's an open air bar. So like the bar is literally over in the corner and it's just, it's mostly outside. So that's, that's awesome. why I love it. That seems like and an it's Atlanta also, vibe. It's and also it's a Sunday afternoon party. It starts at four and goes until 10. Sweet. Um, yeah, right before your bedtime. Uh, yes. So you know that I'm going to get an Uber for sure. Anyways. Um, I don't know what we were talking about. I think we're just talking about where you're. Oh, where the work is now. The Um, work, the vocation. Yeah. The the vocation. Let's go to that. That's a good question. And also like, kind of like, it's really clear. Um, so a pastor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the first, all of that encompasses pastor. The second thing, um, I I would I think I would call myself uh, a practitioner, pastor, mm. practitioner, and the practitioner part is like um, teaching the meditative practices, and uh, I'm also I'm also trained in hypnotherapy oh, and, cool. and, hip, and hypnosis because all it is, all guided meditation is is hypnosis. I don't know if y'all knew that, but it is, and so I use different. Uh, tools and techniques from my hypnosis training as I'm leading guided meditation to help people get into a deep meditative state where they're able to receive, you know, whatever it is they need to receive from themselves. Cause, cause again, your brain will believe, I didn't say this before I say it again, like I've said it a thousand <laughs> times, but something I say a lot is, and that I learned is your brain will believe anything you tell it. Mm-hmm. You just got to like get past your judgment and so you train yourself out of it. 
train yourself out of judgment and train yourself into believing something wonderful. We're always Just making, like you were, yeah, we're always making meaning and it's like, you have the power to make what the meaning is. Yes. It's like you, you are, everything. you're making meaning everywhere you go. Once you start to see that, then it's like, well then what meaning do I want to make here? Mm-hmm. Cause like, um, something the course says is that everything will be your crucifier or your savior, depending on how you approach it. Mm-hmm. Cause if I look like, at, if I look at like, you know, if I look at a cactus and all I see is this prickly thing, it's a cactus that that's my, it's crucifying me. But if I look at it as this beautiful, powerful, resilient, you know, God trying to figure God's self out through this fucking cactus, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So this is kind of meta because I think it's true. Like what? That's where I go. All <laughs> yeah. The time. I'm so sorry. And I think in the broader Christian landscape, that's a phrase I guess I keep using these days is this, I think maybe joy or excitement. Like Mason, I got a uh, email the other day that this guy was like, I think we think you're Christian anarchists. And we were like, great. Yes. We'll take that title. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah. 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 And it's interesting. Christianity without boundaries or dogma. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a cool definition. Keep talking. Oh yeah, please. Yeah. This was just a, a really cool random European listener, but there's something about what you're doing and maybe we're sort of following in your footsteps in our own way or maybe me. I always have to make sure I talk for myself, not Mason. Well, maybe we are doing it together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Co-conspirators. Comrade. Co-conspirators. Comrade, co-conspirators, bandmates, yeah. whatever. Um, bandmates. Yeah, bandmates, we call ourselves yeah. bandmates. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, I think I got this insight, I guess, from James Cone, who was essentially saying, I don't, I don't need permission from the powers that be. And there's something about like, oh, we're going to ordain you into this institution or this tradition or whatever. And you're like, hey, I'm a pastor, so deal with it, you know. And I'm actually, I have a message. I don't need to get it checked out by anybody. It works. It's good. It not only resonates in my own spirit, but it obviously works for other people. So thank you. There's a very, <laughs> like the thing about it is it's like, <coughs> some. so this is something like I talked about like with my coach ahead of time. Um, and... The question around like, because like there's there's a dozen coaching certification programs out there. Here's the here's the real ass truth. I am not certified as a coach. I got my degree in practical theology. I've been in ministry my entire life, and I honed my skills based in that, and have like you know pastoral care training from an institution. So like, right. I think on some level training is helpful because there have been too many white people, specifically white cishet men. No offense. To all my white, um, <laughs> who walk up in the place who have like a, I have a master's degree in economics and now I'm going to be your lead pastor. <laughs> like, oh my, I didn't see until like far, 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 <laughs> be, far in hindsight, but like the pastor of the Pentecostal church that I went to, I'm just like, oh my God, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing is like, it's, there's all these people who don't actually like have no business being pastors or teachers, but they just happen to be in the right place. And also at the same time, my mother is a, is in a phenomenal theologian and she has a high school degree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's this thing where it's just like credentialism doesn't actually mean shit. So what is, what is actually, what should we be looking for? And what did Jesus say? He says, bitch, look at the fruit. Yes. On the tree. Mm, yeah. Mm. Good trees bear good fruit, bad trees bear bad fruit. And I look at my own life 
you know, I look at the practices that I keep, the faith that leads me to the practices and how they kind of just inform each other. And what does it have? It's good fruit in my life. I've gone from being in like literally $300 in my bank account, eating ramen, PB and J living in it on an air mattress with my best friend, Casey in an apartment that was smaller than this room. That was my life after I got kicked out of, out of missionary world. Mm. And now what has God done? You know, like, and, and I'm not saying that everybody who has like, you know, is fortunate is favored by God because obviously there's a lot of people who like benefit from nefarious ways. But I'm just like, if you ask the people in my life, you know, like I know how I made my money and I'll tell you how I made my money. And I'll also show you all the people that I helped along the way. Mm. You know, that's the thing. This, this is my fruit. What mm. is my life? And this is something that Jesus asked, right? He says, who do you say that I am? And I think we should all do like, it's like, stop. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't give a fuck about that. That doesn't make any, that doesn't, it doesn't matter if I say that I'm a Christian. Who do you say that I am? Mm. Does my life reflect the Christ? That's good. Does my life show uh, an abundance of compassion and love for the quote unquote least of these? You know, for the gay kid who got kicked out of church, for the trans person who like, you know, has to do sex work to make money because she can't get a job nowhere else because no one will hire a trans woman in the South, you know? What does my life say about me that I keep these practices and I help these people and that people will affirm that what I have done has helped? Yeah. And they have. So, and I'm, you know, it's just like, I don't need, I don't need to verify, like, here it is. It's verified. Here's the data. Yep. You can believe it or not. Yeah. Right. It's yours. (laughs) And I don't care. I don't give a shit what you think about it. Any like. Yeah, because just like the like you hear that I'm gay or something, and you automatically don't want to talk to like you automatically think I'm going to hell. So it's like we can't have a conversation about anything else, bruh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So why try? I don't. This pride, give up having stupid conversations. <gasps> That's a with, great thing to do for this pride. It's good practice. There it yeah. is. This is the whole for point pride, of this conversation. This is what, the only thing you should be fasting from is giving a shit about what other people think about you who don't already love you. People who are committed to misunderstanding you have no business in your life. Dang. Oof, say it. Did you want to read something? No, I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> we can when keep we talking. When we come back. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Um, um, I'm going to go. Can I go let my dog in real quick? Yeah, everybody take a break. This will be a good place to have a take musical a mood. Refill your drink. Get more yeah, tequila. Yeah, yeah. Dog. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying this conversation with Kevin Garcia and I'm going to tell you a few ways that you can help support the podcast. As always, you can go to iTunes and give us a rating and review. Not only do we enjoy reading those reviews because they're super encouraging to us, but it helps uh, promote the podcast. So go to iTunes. It takes like three minutes and uh, give us a rating and review. review, review. You can post about us on your social media. That's also super helpful. Um, You can tell a friend about us. Or you could consider uh, supporting us on Patreon and you can be part of our Discord channel if you support us on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com and search. No small thing. Um, 
but do you want to say anything? I want to say also, if you're looking for some summer styles, looking for some new clothes for your summertime wardrobe, go to lessermorecurious.com and maybe you can get some merch and you can show people how curious you are. It's real. There's real merch and it's really cool. And Mace has designed most of it. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Enjoy the rest of our episode with Kevin. All right, we're back, everybody. Kevin has their dog. And we're back. And we're back. Do we want to start winding down towards where Kevin's at? It's so hard to wind down because there's so many things I want to talk about. It's true. Like I just want to be mindful no, of the fact no. that it's like no, late we sh- for we you, should Kevin. wind down. <laughs> we should wind down. I just hope we get to have more episodes with Kevin someday because yeah, let's just do it. Like this, this just, just do this more often. I really yeah. like talking to y'all. Same. I'm going to be different if y'all were boring to talk to, but you're not. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's high praise. I mean, I, that's high I, praise. I, and I really mean that. Like and uh, yeah. So where I am now and like what I'm doing, is that the question? Yeah. And if you want to talk about this fun tour you're going on. Yeah. I think that's a good opportunity. Yeah. A good opportunity to plug the tour. Plug the tour. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, so things I am doing, I mean, among other things, I am going on tour this summer. We're doing this thing called wonder comma fully made. Um, and there's a big space in there and a comma because, it's kind of a play on the idea of you are fearfully and wonderfully made, but just like if you insert a comma after wonder mm. and it just, there is that idea struck me and I was like, I am God's wonder mm. fully made, fully mm. enfleshed, fully created. And I just wanted to discuss like what that meant. What does it mean to be in wonder? Because whenever I talk to like people that I work with, like the thing that they miss the most is that sense of wonder, mm. that sense of mm. being in awe of, everything you know yeah the childlike faith if you will and not childlike that it is um that it's not complicated but that it is simple mm. Mm. and do you want to get down little one oh, bye, baby. <laughs> sorry that my cleavage was showing off <laughs> such a whore i'm just kidding <laughs> um uh, yeah, so I took that idea, and I'm just I've been I've been mulling around that idea, and a lot of it's based on what I'm I've been learning from the course and learning just in my own practices. And I love I'm just in love with this idea. I'm just mm-hmm. like I want to live a life in wonder. Like someone's just like you are so lost. I'm like I'm not lost. I am in wonder. Yes, like yes. it's like you think like. It's so funny to me. It's it's this. It's it's a movement away from all being like living in. I like I don't want to live my life in deference to the thing that almost killed me. That's one way I've put it recently, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this like new faith that I found is a not even new. It's not even new faith. It's just like recovering what you've already known the whole time. Yeah, it's it's not even a yeah. It's not even a faith. It's just like it's an understanding that this is, it's always been like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm just now noticing, you know, I've always been this connected to God. I just did. I just forgot. Yeah. You know, because I got distracted, Yeah. you know, by a lot of distracting things. It's very understandable. I also have ADD. So like I'm distracted (laughs) by a lot of things anyways. I'm super Um, struck by the wonder piece because I lately 
have been thinking a lot about just confusion and that being something that I'm like needing to mm. name as being very much a part of my experience is confusion and that it gets used against mm. people in a way where it's like, oh, you shouldn't be confused. And I think mm. in my queerness, that was a, a, something used against me. But I just also think in life in general of like being in wonder, not knowing like having mm-hmm. this this questioning or confusion or thinking things are going to unfold and changing your mind on things, people are like, oh, "You're so confused," and it's like, "Yeah," it, and you're not, and you're not <laughs> confused. Like you're also confused. You maybe just aren't aware of it, you know, mm-hmm. or like you're you're trying to protect yourself from the fact that this world is immensely mm-hmm. confusing, and so are you, and so is the person next to you. So like, yeah, and it's not even like for me, like. I don't even think it's confusing anymore. Like, that's the thing is like, if we're being honest with ourselves, it's actually not confusing at all. Like this is something (laughs) I I actually fully. (laughs) 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 And so this is me probably like, you know, being like one of those, like very, I'm going a little woo woo right now. Go woo woo. (laughs) Uh, The course in miracles says that you think that you have many problems, but you only have one. And it's that you believe that you are separate from God. Mm. Hmm. And it's just like, and that's, I was like, oh shit, it's that simple. And if I can fix this one thing, everything else kind of like, um, unlike trickle down economics, I think this is like, it's more like, it's like, if that's not so much like the trickle down economics, it's almost like if that's the root, yeah, it can grow. Everything kind of like flows up from there. It's like the core. I mean, the way I was hearing it, it, oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I think it's to say, it's not to say that it's like. I think like like maybe confusion and wonder are like two sides of the same coin. Right. That's what I was going to say. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I can either, like when I view something, if it's something that inspires fear in me, it causes me to be confused. So like I, I have to pick one. I have to pick one. It's like, wait a second. No, I don't. Mm. You know, it's like, I find this a lot of times with like, um, when we think that there's only two choices, I'm just like, that's very binary, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just like you think it's either this or that. I can only, I can be gay or Christian. I can be this or that. I can be Christian or not Christian. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? I have to pick one or the other? I'm like, or is there another way? Yeah. Something more interesting. You know, the middle, the Buddha would call it the middle way. Mm-hmm. Um. And that to me is just like, that's, I think is like turning away from confusion. It's just like, it's like, I'm, I'm not confused. I've just, I've, I'm like you said, like, I'm, I'm not confused. I've just, uh, I'm still, I don't know what I want yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. And like the, I don't know is like, who said like, what do you mean? Like, you don't need to know, like, what do you need to know? <laughs> And I know that sounds so so silly and maybe like, I know I'm talking from somebody who, as somebody who has been quote unquote doing my work for like five years intensely. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it is something course, God damn it. I'm such a junk uh, course junkie right now. Uh, A course in miracles. We love the course in miracles. It's my favorite. It's just like, um, Shit, it's gone. I, that end. happens to us all the time. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's I've, this is also that happens. I'm like, you know, um, you know, I've had two babies. Yeah, no, that, that's part of it. That's We're part here. of why it happens. No, yeah. I think um, I, I think something that is coming up for me as we talk about these things, and 
as you're, as you're talking about spirituality and spiritual practices and theology, um, there's, there's something about this idea. And this is what I said recently. And maybe it was two weeks ago in the youth group. Cause we, we keep trying to talk about helping kids and leaders and everybody understand what it is that we're doing because this is so new. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, especially there's, there's an affirming youth group. There's, um, learning from the queer community. So there has to be a pre- premise of the whole project being like your, your uh, emerging understanding of your queerness is going to teach us all something about God. And, th- and then the other thing I would say is we're not necessarily here to teach you a coherent doctrine from a Protestant denominational Catholic tradition. Uh, we're from everywhere. We're, we're Christians from all over the world, literally, so the thing we're providing is an encounter with God and that's something that we can't manage, you know? Whoa! <laughs> Yo, we are here to provide you an encounter with God and that is something that we cannot manage. Whoa, you better come through with a prophetic word for the people. Well, the Holy Ghost might show up and you ain't going to know what to do with it. Just be there to experience it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes. really refreshing. Oh, and listen. It's, <laughs> you're fun to talk to, Kevin. <laughs> listen, because this is going to be us on stage. I know, I know. In just a couple months, because yeah. this is the great time to say, bam, 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 Wonderfully Made is coming to Seattle featuring <laughs> the vocal stylings of one Matthias Roberts, yes. psychologist, Love Matthias. podcaster, and um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Mason Scott from No Small Thing. Seattle's best podcast. Seattle's, Seattle's number Seattle's one. Number one podcast. Yes. <laughs> Seattle's number one podcast. Um, are going to be there to also talk about this question of what is it to be in wonder? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's such a good venue too. I'm so pumped. Yeah. So Ty to um, all the people. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I also called her like five days later. I forgot. <laughs> Do you know the name? She, Who is it? I I was the middle person, but I don't remember. Yeah. Edit this out. Edit this out for sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's at um, Union. Yeah, it's at Union. Snowing. I've got. To we'll do a lot of promotion for this. I'm so stoked. I already have so many of my friends coming, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. It's going to be an incredible time, um, and I'm excited too because, like, this is also just like kind of a big experiment in some ways, like. I don't know how this is going to turn out, but something my something I really believe is that success is a moving tar- is a moving target unless your success is I showed up with my full self and did my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I finally understand that that is true. Yeah. And so like if yeah. we like you know, you know whether like 10 people show up or like you know, 10,000. 10, I, I already mean, think a lot of people are planning on showing up. <laughs> the venue is not big enough. For yeah. No, no, it's people. not. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah, small also, venue. There's a, also, there's only 50 tickets. So like get your tickets now because yeah, like, they're selling pretty quickly. Um, so I feel like your tour, I, I, I love this model of your tour in the sense of you're going around and then in each place you're going to, you're going to hear from other folks. Like I just love, you're the one person who's going to be the through line and you'll get to kind of witness what each mm-hmm space brings like oh we come with the same question and then it unfolds differently in each space like that's gonna be really cool to witness yeah, yeah. this Dang. i kind of borrowed i borrowed the idea from what why christian did because they were answering the question why are you a christian or why mm. stay christian mm. and i'm like 
If you can't, <laughs> if you couldn't hear my eyes rolling, they um, rolled. They were rolling. <laughs> they, I, I rolled all the way back to the Stone Age with that one. Um, but I, um, but I'm, I'm more interested in the question of like, what is it to be in wonder? Like, what is bringing us back? Because like, for me, to be in wonder is to be in union with God. Mm. Yeah, is to mm. be in communion it's you know union and communion (laughs) (laughs) well we said winding down vibes i mean um i feel like mace and i always come back later and do an intro and maybe i always almost feel like compelled because i don't have in front of me maybe to do an outro later of like doing a reading from Mm -hmm. kevin's book um because there's so many good parts that i've read out loud at the students as like blessings at the end of the night but Damn, yeah. that's neat. Oh, it's so it's so good. But um, I, I want I'm I'm gonna try to say something in the wind down spirit, <laughs> and I'm hoping it sounds uplifting. But like Mace interviewed me the other day for a project for grad school. Mace is in grad school to be a therapist, same school that Matthias went to. Um, and it was really Are we allowed, uh, yeah. I, mean, you, I was supposed to. I don't. I don't need to plug a school. Seattle School of Theology and Psychology. School. <laughs> school. Um, hashtag non-spawn. Yeah. Hashtag. That was not a non. That was a non-spawn comment. <laughs> yeah. Unofficial. Personal. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I I haven't had a lot of chance to talk about what I've been doing, and Mace is obviously very much a part of this work, just as much as I am. But I think one of the most provocative, interesting, moving things that I've been doing is what did I say? Did he say something? Did Kevin say I something? Said, I said provocative. Provocative. <laughs> provocative. I said I just mouthed yeah, it yeah. and like had a little bit of breath in it. <laughs> I was like, Who said that? like where is this voice coming from? <laughs> is that maze? Is it the Holy Spirit? Um, was it Gollum? I don't know. <laughs> Gollum. Uh, I, I meet with a, a, at least 12 students a week, new students. And our, my, our intern, Wait, Lizzie. 12 new students per week? And oh, I, I'm yeah. only meeting with young adults. Lizzie meets with high schoolers. So there's 12, there's, there's more, but all that we can facilitate is 12 new high schoolers, 12 new young adults a week. But still 12 new people per week is a lot. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. And, and, and I always wanted this youth group to be as relational as possible. So I want them to have a relational connection before they enter. But n- now I'm hearing the stories every week that mirror yours in so many ways. And the word that came up was you were interviewing as we were talking. So mm-hmm. it's funny to say interview, but like, um, uh, it, it was something that just came up for me organically. Cause you were like, what's a theme that you keep seeing? And I was like, the mm-hmm. theme for me is isolation. All these kids right. don't have anybody else to talk to. And they find us on Instagram. And to your point, you know, social media or technology or whatever it is, the internet is Mm -hmm. being used by God to help kids not feel so alone. Yes. You know, maybe something Mm -hmm. you would have experienced 10 years ago where you didn't feel that you could be scrolling through TikTok, which now people Mm -hmm. can, and we have like over 10,000 followers and people hear just that a a 10 second affirming message is, seems to be fairly life changing. You know, I mean, cause like, here's the thing, like I found one queer Christian on Twitter and then here I am. And here you are. Yeah. You know, I had one person invite me to one thing off of Tinder, ironically. And here I am. Yeah. And so it, it really is one of those things where it's just like, you know, like we are no longer a minority. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think we need to start believing that, too. Is that, like, yes, we have all had a lot of hurt going on. But also, we recognize that it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Yeah. Right, which and, is- and it's time, and I would just like to say, for the record, I think it's time that we start building new things. Yes. And I also think that, like, we need to not be afraid of whether it's going to work or not. Guess what? Like, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work because that's not the point. Right. Like, we're not trying to build something that works. We're trying to literally build the beloved community. Mm-hmm. We're trying to heaven on earth, baby. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what we're trying to do with Rebel. And I think it's even like what you're trying to do in your tour. It's like, we're just going to create what we want to create and for the needs of the people that we know are in touch with. And yep. like, yes, we'll hear stories and have remembrance and we can mourn the ways in which we've been hurt. And also alongside that, we will create spaces where you can flourish and mm-hmm. be yourself. And try on new ideas and yeah. be joyful yeah. in it. Yeah. And I, what I, what I love is you're saying that too, in sort of the difference of the kids that we're talking with and the kids the difference between what Kevin experienced is we are creating what we want to create. And so there's an empowerment for us, but there's also what we're wanting to create is a space where kids give immediate feedback on how they feel about what they're experiencing. So Mm -hmm. that's what I try to tell kids. Like this isn't a space where you just get what you get and you suck it up and you don't complain. It's like, no, no, no. If this doesn't feel good or life giving to you, let us know and we'll make the adjustments. You know, yeah, and that's what people oftentimes don't offer teens, whether you're queer or uh, not, or you know? offer churches in general. Just people, yeah. like, that's the, or like we're gonna do this. We're gonna go on a mission trip to Peru. It's like they don't, they didn't ask for us <laughs> right. to be there. Right. Oh, they did not, like, and they actually would yeah. like you to turn around, please. <laughs> yeah, human centric design is always yeah. just like do not build anything or create anything that people don't want. Yeah, and this is not to say that like you know you're like. Don't like this. That doesn't apply to art. Okay. I think that applies to ministry and businesses. Good clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want to make art, like if you have inspiration, you can say yes to it or not. Yeah. I've been rereading big magic recently. So good. So good. Uh, I have so many highlights in here that are just (laughs) truly delightful. Wait, she had a podcast too called magic lessons, which was really good. Yes. (laughs) I live. I, I underlined this and it says that's some tea <laughs> <laughs> right there. That's, that's some tea. That's right some tea. Do you want to read it really quick? What is the tea? Spill it. Uh, it says, if I am not actively creating something, I am probably actively destroying something. Oh, oh dang. It's true. And I said, that's some tea. That's some Ooh. tea right there. That's some tea, you guys. That's probably true a little bit. And that's on period. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um wait. Hold on. Oh, there's another. This has now uh, become the portion of the podcast where Kevin reads portions of Big Magic. <laughs> I hearten myself with the reminders that these fears were completely natural human reactions to interaction with the unknown. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Wow. We love. This is back in the day when I only <laughs> underlined really important things, and now I'm over here, and the book's like everything. <laughs> everything important. is important. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Wind no. down. The wind down. This no, is great. I love it. Elizabeth Gilbert, right? Yeah. That's your big magic? Yeah. Liz Gilbert. Liz Gilbert. I swear to God, I want to be friends with her. Yep, they're vibrate the happen. cosmos. You're gonna make it happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna this I'm gonna secret her. I'm gonna yeah. like do the secret. 
yeah, hold he, her in yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever. She and Rob also, Bell are besties. So it's like, it seems possible, uh, you know, you got to get mean, in there. And I'm only, I'm like one degree of separation. I know from Rob, right. I know from like 14 different directions. Yeah, I know it's going to happen. And I have, su- <laughs> I have such, I bet if I just like reached out to him on Instagram, he'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. Let's just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh right. my God. Thank you. Going on a tour <laughs> with Rob Bell. Oh my god! That'd <laughs> be a really interesting thing. Kevin and if his Rob put a, a blouse slash cloak I shot shirt, my shot shawl on, <laughs> over my shawl. their head. <laughs> I this is this is very like either Star Wars or some Obi Wan vibes. Got a little nun energy. Um, sexy librarian Obi Wan vibes. <laughs> big nun energy. Yeah, big no nun big nun energy. energy. Okay. Okay. Um, what? Where are we now? I Rob think, Bell. I think we're closing. I yeah. think we're closing. Yeah, I think we're closing. I, we're, we're digressing, and I'm I'm clearly a little litty. I think we are, too. Um, Amen. You know what? Yeah. This is what I think a good podcast does for friends. They bring mm-hmm. together. We loosey-goosey a little. We talk about the deep things, and then we cheers and say, you know what? Down with capitalism. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great way to end. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really funny. Like when we started our leaders meetings, we would invite new leaders in and I was like, oh, everybody go around and introduce yourselves. And this mantra kept coming up and I was like kind of sweating because I was like, this is the first impression. But obviously it's been totally chill ever since. But everybody's like, be gay, do crime. And I was like, well, oh, what? I've never heard that before. Do crime? <laughs> <laughs> do a crime? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll yeah. probably end with a reading from... Um, bad theology kills. We'll come back and do that, but we just so appreciate you being with us tonight, and we love I you. I had a blast. I really yeah. enjoyed talking to both of you, and I cannot wait for our show in Seattle. It's going to get going to be great. Be I know it's going to be so so fun. I'm really stoked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'll end the recording, but maybe we'll just chat for like two more minutes to end down to wind down. Sure. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thanks for listening, Bye, everybody. Everyone. Okay. Bye. You can you can find everything at thekevingarcia.com slash tour. <laughs> Perfect. You have the sky, all of the fierce and feminine. You are woman. woman. Okay, y'all. Hope you enjoyed our time with Kevin. Um, as promised, I'm going to close us with a a blessing of sorts, a, a parting words. And this, these are the words of Kevin Garcia and they come from their Instagram. And I, I, I saved this post and I found it to be really beautiful. So I hope you enjoy, um, hear these words. Look at yourself in the mirror naked and tell yourself that you love yourself. Tell your body how beautiful he is, how strong she is, how powerful they are. Say it out loud so your body can hear you. And then hear your body say at the same time, with the same breath, the same lips and teeth and tip of tongue, hear your body declare to you the reality of who and what you are. Beautiful, strong, powerful, powerful, worthy, healed. This is not a concept you must contend with, but rather a reality you must accept. For what is true cannot be known, but only experienced. And your perception of your body will directly impact your perception of what you think is yourself. You think you're the neurosis and emotions and the lovable trauma responses you've made into pet behaviors that you laugh at but hate and want to be free of. You're not. You are the one who sees it all and lavishes compassion upon it so that you might know peace in every moment 
You are the forgiveness you desire. You are the voice in the sky speaking to all who can perceive. This is my beloved. In them, I am well pleased. Let love speak over you today. You are beautiful woman, beautiful soul.